Well, good evening, everyone. I'm David Silvani, and this is Take Two Radio. Have you heard? And it's Have You Heard the Latest in Soap News from All the Four Soaps, Bold and the Beautiful, Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives. And usually with me I have Michael Thomas from Soap Opera News covering me. But today I would like to introduce our newest co-host to this show, Miss Belinda Gates-Turner. Welcome, Belinda. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. So um, before we get started, why don't we, uh, why don't you sit back, put your feet up, and set a spell and tell us about yourself. Well, okay. Um, I write primarily for The Inquisitor, and my author page is Belinda GT. I also write sometimes for Blasting News, but The Inquisitor is my main outlet. You can also find me on Muckrack. I collate all my news there. Um, I write primarily about The Bold and the Beautiful, General Hospital, and The Young and the Restless. I do other shows occasionally. Some of my, my primetime favorites are Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, and some of the, some of the nighttime dramas. I've been writing for a decade. I've been writing since I could hold a pen, but I've been a, a professional freelance writer for a decade, and soaps are my, my wheelhouse and my specialty and the love of my life. And you've been on the stage too, I take it, with interviews and you've, I have, you've done um, um, Dragon Con. I've done Dragon Is that Con. True? I've done uh, uh, yeah, Dragon Con's down here in Atlanta. It's the the largest comic convention in the southeast. It's the southeast version of of Comic Con. And I sit on Walking Dead panels, and I've done Person of Interest panels and Graham panels there, and just Q&A and spoiler and plots and just analysis. So I'm used to being in, in front of a room full of people, and it's a lot of fun. I love talking about television and movies. And I love listening to it. Because <laughs> I, I I'm a better listener than I am a talker about it because I end up making myself confused when I... Well, we'll try so to how about... <laughs> So, well, Michael hasn't come on yet, and I hope he's able to. Um, I've done everything possible to him, but if he can't make it, well, that's all right. We'll just go on without him. Shall we start okay. with Bold and the Beautiful? Absolutely. We have to talk okay. about the thing that everybody's talking about with Bold and the Beautiful. Okay. So, the... Uh, Kimberlyn Brown is back yes. out of secrecy. Yeah, she's been in hiding, sneaking around, lurking in corners and shadows on the set, apparently. It sounds like like big adventure, the way they, they kept her hidden for so long. It's amazing. I know. It, it, it's awful. Now, the thing is, is she enough to hang around and bring those numbers up for the show that's the question it's funny because when people have been talking like somehow a whisper got out that sheila's coming back and it was like no that's crazy she's she's dead she's dead with someone else's face michelle stafford's face and then there she was and it was like the twitter exploded everybody's heads exploded sheila's alive but 
you know, it's a soap, so people can be alive. Um, but it, it, what I saw on social media primarily was positive reaction. There, there was the, oh, come on, she's dead, but then everybody was replying back, come on, it's a soap, you know better, no one's dead. But it, no I one's think, dead in a soap if they don't want to No be. one is ever dead. I, I, I think you can literally come back from anything from what I've seen from my years of, of watching, but Sheila is one of those just super villains that everybody loves. I don't even know if they love to hate her. I just think they love to love her. So she's lo- it's thrilling. They love to hate her. They hate to love her. All of that. They hate to and hate her. All Bell, of them. I mean, it's all it, It's wonderful. And then Bradley Bell did an interview with TV Insider last week, and he said he signed her to a year. One year. You know, one year. And there's there's been scuttlebutt. Oh, she's going to head to Genoa City, and I, from from my interpretation of Bradley Bell's interview, I don't think that's going to happen in this year because he talked about this big, long, slow arc and setting her up with Quinn who, you know, thinks she's a villain, but she has no idea what a villain looks like. Sheila's going to teach her. Um, So I I really do. I personally expect to see Kimberlyn Brown the full year in L.A. doing Bold and the Beautiful, trying to win Eric back, the behind the scenes stuff with her and John McCook, you can tell their chemistry is there and they just love each other and great friends. So I'm thrilled. I am happy. And it brings, and she gets to introduce herself to even new viewers because I can't right. believe it's been 20 years. There's a lot it's of people. It's been 20 who, years. There's a lot of people who are me. like, who is she? And I did a, who is Sheila Carter yeah. article for all those people. You know, and to refresh me, really, um, because she was back and forth between that and Young and the Restless, and it's been so long, and, you know, you have to remind people how she supposedly died. And Brad Bell basically said he's ignoring what happened on Young and the Restless. So yes. he's just pretending she never had Michelle Stafford's face and, you know, never died. It's fine. So I, it's fine. I like so how he put it, though. He put it, says what, what? Happens in Genoa City stays in Genoa City. Exactly, exactly. That I mean, to be fair, Kimberlyn Brown didn't die on The Young and the Restless. That was mm. Michelle Stafford. So right. you know that 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 wasn't Kimberlyn Brown. We never saw her. We did see her burn at one point over there, but we didn't see yeah. her die that last time. So I'm really excited. I I'm excited, and I want. And I want these numbers to come up, and I hope she can do it. Well, and that's the other big news for the week, you know, is that Young and the Restless got the three-year renewal, and the Bold and Beautiful got a two. They got a two, and a two is good. That's, you know. Both I, got I, two I, or I one? It, uh, I believe they got two, um, if I'm thinking about my news correctly. I really thought that they got a, that they got a two, and Young and the Restless got a three um i will double check but it shows a lot of faith and their numbers are strong compared to you know what we're seeing for the other soaps so you know i i hope none of the soaps go away but no it's it's scary for fans when you see those numbers come down it's scary i mean what what are we going to do if they're all gone i'm going to turn in my cable box I might have to to, to read more books or, or dust. I don't really know. Um, yeah, Bold and the Beautiful. They said it's getting a renewal through through 2018. So that's through technically, 2018. you know, 
That's technically two. So. It's it's yeah. So that's good. I mean, it's good news. It shows faith in the show, and I, I'm energized. I have to say that right now, Bold is probably my favorite. My favorite um, that I get excited when I tune in, and a lot of it's about Sheila, and of course Quinn and Eric, and Quinn smooching on her stepson. You know all that. Yeah, I know all that. She's gonna get all the juice. Now the one the one piece of casting coming and going on bald that that did bother me, and it was tangent to Sheila, is Sean Kanan um, as Deacon. I I wrote I was confident that Katie didn't pick up a gun and she hadn't turned into a, a sniper, um, and I did write that I thought it was Deacon because he had the grudge to bear, and so. You know, and then of course the shot rings out, and Sheila is over at the the police station, and I was like, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it is Deacon, and then there he is, without seaweed. I wish he had had the seaweed on still, but um, I, I was disappointed when Brad Bell did say that Sean Kanan is gone. It was an in and out. You know, he didn't even really get a full episode, um, so that was a bummer. I mean, I was so glad that to see him. I, I adore Sean Kanan. That was a disappointment to. Uh... That was a disappointment to some fans because we thought, I thought, once I saw Deacon there, I thought maybe that he and Sheila are in cahoots. That's what I had questioned that in my article. I said, you know, I think it's Deacon, and if it's Deacon, is he working with her? How would he, you know, yeah. I, I, do, I do think, I will tell you that I think he chewed the scenery for the few minutes he was there, the best line was, you know, when he talked to Katie, when he realized Katie had the big house next door and he asked, are you seeing anyone? <laughs> and it was just, okay, that's brilliant. So I think, you know, for, for the tiniest cameo, they did write a, some great lines for him. But yeah. it just to see him come in as, you know, the red herring and then get hustled out in handcuffs, you know, hopefully the charges get dropped. And he, he lives to be naughty another day because I love Sean Kanan. Oh yeah, and I and you figure that that his claim didn't take that they'd arrest Quinn for his, you know, for her accident with, for pushing him off the cliff because it's just his word against hers and right. No Brad Bell mentioned that he said no witnesses and it's you know he said she shoved <laughs> down he went. Um, that 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 was fun. That those were fun scenes when when they did that, and he came up soaking wet and with the seaweed. And I love that the interviewer asked Brad Bell about the seaweed. Yeah, and he so, said that he came up with it just to scare her and freak her out. And it was it was brilliant. You know, it's it's good stuff going on right now on Bald. I think. So we're gonna hope for it. Hope for more some some more good stuff. Absolutely. I mean, if Sheila Carter doesn't bring up the ratings, I don't know what they would have to do. You know, I mean, I, I'm interested to see the numbers um, for, you know, her full first week. And, you know, this week she's not having quite as much time. And I think because we know they bounce between stories. And so now all I'm thinking is how soon till I see Sheila again. I know. So, I, I do think it'll help. I think it's going to help. Now, the I only know. thing that we – I think that's the one, two most important things that they get the renewal in Sheila. That's the big out news of B and B. And we covered it. Okay, so we can go okay. to Y and R, which you we can give 
So three-year renewal they got. They did get the three-year renewal, which isn't surprising. Their ratings, their ratings are so much, you know, so much higher than everybody else's. But I have been studying the the year-over-year ratings, and everybody, all four of the soaps are down from this time last year um, by you know several hundred thousand. It's kind of scary, you know. Um, but for them to to say, okay, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna invest in the show for another three years, I think is a great sign. Um, I'm not sure if NBC and ABC are gonna, you know, follow suit with anything like that. I think with, you know, those are gonna be a year to year thing. You know, we'll see. I know. We but can three count, years for I a daytime think... soap is huge. It is, because usually is. they they usually go as far as when they grant you a. Uh, a contract usually is very rare it's beyond two years because they don't know how far they're going to be. So what would you do if you granted the actor, you granted an actor three years and your show is off before your contract is? Right, and then you're you're stuck. I don't know, paying people, working yeah. out a severance deal. I mean, it's 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 the business and show business. That's yeah. what, and it's, it's funny because a lot of fans. I interact a lot on on social media in soap groups and all. And what disturbs me, frankly, is the number of people that don't know what the ratings are, and they have no idea that some, you know, that particularly like Days is, you know, probably hanging on by a tiny thread. And it's also really, I think, what what's absolutely hurting all the soaps, is the prevalence of being able to get a hold of a link and watch the show online where there's yep. no advertising revenue. And, you know, people do that. That's that's yeah. the fact of this day and age. But they're, you know, they're hurting their their shows. And they're contributing to what's, what's going to eventually cost daytime our programming. So I, I yeah. have a, you know... I have a, I have my Comcast. I have my subscription. I bite the bullet. I pay the bill every month. I think that's what you have to do. So. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, I I have CBS All Access, so mm-hmm. I watch I watch Bold and and Y and R um, like five to six o'clock at night because it's already right. on. Um, I have the NBC app, so I I watch days like at about nine to nine thirty at night. Mm-hmm. By the time it gets there, because I'm working. Right. Uh, I'm home at two o'clock to watch General Hospital just in time. So do my numbers count? Actually, yes. Um, they I what I had just read the other day. They did an updated. I don't know, you know, the Nielsen's or however they're counting these, but the new thing they've factored in DVRs. So if you DV, if you watch it live, of course you count. If you DVR your show, which I do, and I start all my shows, I start bold ten minutes late, and I start GH uh, half an hour late and YR half an hour late. That way I can fast forward through all the commercials, which I know that's how they get their money, but you know whatever. Uh, but if you if you watch it on if you DVR it and watch it within 24 hours, it still counts as a view. If you put it on your right. DVR and you watch it two days later or you binge it over the weekend, you're you're hurting the soap. So we're hurting that's something to we're know. You're, well, you're uh, you're 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 not being counted. 
So if you, yeah, if you DVR your show, even if you can't watch it, if you set, if you press play and then walk out of the room and go take a shower or, you know, go do your dishes and then yeah. watch it on the weekend again. But, yeah, you if you DVR, you have to watch it within 24 hours for it to count. And and that's important to know. And if you are, you know, watching links online and things like that, you are actively hurting your soap. You are. I am hurt. If I'm watching it. Um, if you're watching um, a, a, a link, if you're no, 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 no. If you, uh, what oh, I mean is, if you're watching an illegal link, and everybody, you know, if you're watching oh. it on YouTube or Daily Motion, it's an illegal link. Um, and they're in all the, the subgroups. Everybody does it, but they have to understand that by by going outside of the boundaries, you're hurting. No, with um, with, with you watching on the apps, I I'm quite right. certain those count. But again. I think probably if you don't watch it within a 24-hour period of when it aired, that you probably don't count. So you have to to stay on top of your soaps instead of binging over the weekend. Um, I don't know how on-demand on the cable systems affects it. That's that's a question that I will I will look up. Not right now because we're talking, but later I will look it up. Um, so next time we can talk about this because this is stuff that is going to help you know save our soaps and keep them on longer. You know? Yeah. It is. It definitely is. Well, also on casting so, news, since we're talking about Young and the Restless. Yes. Yeah. The 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 Adam recast rumors have been they were at fever pitch and they've died down and then there was also Dylan recast rumors and there were some actors over at uh CBS Daytime and they were reading right. for parts and but the the Dylan recast rumors seem to have come out of Thin air. There is nothing, nothing supporting those. That's just I don't even know. You know, literally, someone thought that up and decided to write something about it, and which people do. Um, the Adam recast rumors. You know, that came out of Daytime Confidential on Jamie Giddens, and he sometimes does get some some good solid dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Michael Muni has been really active on social media. Yeah. Basically, he went from it was a funny arc, a little bell curve, if you will. He started out saying thanks for the ongoing support, and then he kind of was like, "Well, I'd really like to come back." And he was tweeting nice things at Eric Braden, and that was, you know, yeah. they had issues. And then it kind of reached a fever pitch of, "I'd really like to be back. I'd really like to do this." And you know, and then no, no response or anything. Of course, if if he did get a response from CBS, you know, none of us would know it. Um, you know. I would be shocked well, they if they brought my community back. Huh? That, uh, that would surprise us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it feels like Adam coming back in some form or another is inevitable. Um, but I don't necessarily think it needs to be right now. And I would I – would, I know people love Michael Muni. I love Justin Hartley. Justin Hartley is never going to come back. Um, I'd be surprised if Michael Muni came back, but you never know. I mean, their ratings never are pretty know. solid. So they have, um, we can't put all our eggs in one basket. Exactly, because if you know if it is a recast and it doesn't go well, because it, it's funny, um, you know, when Jason Thompson came over uh, yeah. from General Hospital. I I have to say, and I had watched him for years and years on General Hospital, that he didn't he didn't quite fit at the beginning as Billy for me, but he's grown into it. 
And I think he's turned out to be a great recast. I mean, you know, Billy Miller was obviously great in the part, but I do think Jason Thompson has very much made it his own. Uh, But a lot of people really fussed about him at first. And, you know, if if you do recast it upsets people, I think it can hurt ratings, you know. You see it on Twitter. You see it in the yeah. groups. There's, there's always if they do there's, this, I will stop watching. Oh, you know. And they have, they have to grow up a little bit because it's part of the business. And exactly. you have to and give them a chance because they want to work. Yeah, yeah. You're either a fan of the show or you're not. You know. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I'm pretty critical of the writers. I am. I, I do take them to task. I have taken. At GH, I've taken Gene Passanante and Shelley Altman to task a good bit uh, because I'm a, I'm a writer, and I feel like that when you're being paid to write full-time, you should do your best no matter what, and I don't think, you know, sometimes they always do their best. Um, but I'm not going to quit watching. I've watched through so many writing regimes, you know, yeah, uh, I mean. that I'm not going to quit just because of that because it's the characters I care about and, you know, it's like you you have a friend in your life that sometimes they're not the greatest, but you stick with them, you know. And uh, that that's where I am with soaps. They're they're my friends. The other casting thing at, at Young and the Restless that I I think is bothering people. I, I know it's bothering people because I see it online. Is the the Soros of of the twins? Oh, of the kid. Yeah, because yeah. Crystal Kalel is twenty nine. Those 29. kids are. She's 29, and they're, you know, supposed to be 15, 16. They're in high school. They're and, Reed's age. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're, you know, the driver's license age, and she's 29. And, of course, yeah. you know, her husband is much older, but still it's it's disconcerting. And and I know Soros is a fact of life, and I, you know, and they pulled them up to set them beside Reed. And I do like Tristan Lake LeBeau. I, I like his music. I, I'm enjoying it. Summer on Soaps gives me the heebies a little bit because of the teenage stuff they do, which is funny because I I have a teenager, granted right. a, a male a, a male child um, who of course is not going to watch Soaps, but I but I also spend a lot of time around around his friends and you know lots of girls and never once have I heard any of them say that they watch a soap. That's just not a demographic I think that is happening for the most part. So it seems so strange to me that all the soaps pretty much invest so heavily in, in the teens for the summer. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know that it's a, a sound investment in, in writing or casting or money, but you know, they do it. Maybe maybe it's just because it's tradition. So it, Yeah, it is dis it is disconcerting to watch because of her age. Um, it, it's it's very strange, and and I do have to say the one thing as as kind of a a, a nerd teenager myself growing up, um, it's funny that the Lexi Stevenson that plays Maddie is gorgeous. She is gorgeous, and they have her with a braid and glasses because you know mm-hmm. that that you can just tell the makeovers coming. I can see it a mile away and all of a sudden oh, she's yeah. going to be beautiful, but glasses make girls ugly. And I wear glasses every day. Uh, so it really bothers me that it's like, why couldn't she just be cute? Cause she's smart. You know, she has her AP classes and so they've decided that she can't be cute. Um, that bothers me. So, and I don't think that's a great message if there are teenagers tuning in, you know? So, yeah, it, it's just, just an aside. 
It's an aside, and it's, I, I know, it's something we got in stomach, I yeah, guess, because yeah, we I mean, can't it's, change it's, it now. About, yeah, I mean, it, it's happened. Um, the other, you know, big casting news this week was over on General Hospital with Jennifer, is it pronounced Bassey, Basie? Bassey, I think. Bassey. Um, because it, it's, like, so exciting because it's all my children and it's Marion. And then, but... I, and I didn't, I have to say that I really don't, I don't know if I ever saw an episode of All My Children, um, but I did go when I heard she was coming and I did some research and I was like, oh, okay, and then she ended up in an asylum. And so I thought, well, yeah. they are doing yeah. Marion and she's going to be in an asylum. Maybe she'll be Liv Jerome's roommate and we'll get Tanya Walker back because that'd be so great. Or she'll be yeah, at the other criminal hospital with Heather. I think you should work for ABC. <laughs> well, it's just because I, I immediately thought, I was like, well, okay, because she's, you know, I mean, and I, and I know her whole entire character arc. I read her whole history on several different sites and wikis that she wasn't always alone. But when, you know, but by the end she was alone. And so when you when you see lunatic and you hear lunatic coming to General Hospital, you know, you naturally think Heather and now you think, you know, Liv. And but Tanya Walker, I follow her, and I know that she isn't. You know, I'd love for her to come back, but you know, I haven't seen anything about her coming back. And so, and then she's Quinn Danvers, and she's you know a literary editor as part of a plot that I think mm-hmm. universally most people hate um, the the Manlander story. And I tweeted about this today. I said, yeah, you're not too keen on it. Demographic. Who knows what Manlanders is referencing? And, you know, a lot of people just don't. And it's funny, and it's like, and I think that's a, pro- a disconnect with older writers because Gene and Shelley are older. And yeah. it's like, and they both are classically educated, which I admire, you know. I I have right. my education, and I believe in education, but I think that their age and just some things, put them out of touch with writers. And this Man Landers thing, A, because it's, you know, weird, but B, because the reference is like, oh, I don't get it. You know, my mother gets it, but she's 70. So, um, and also, it's just frustrating. Jennifer Bassey looks beautiful. She looks Doesn't she? so great. She, I mean, I want whatever regimen she's doing to look that, for her hair and her and her skin and just everything. She looks amazing. But then also Nathan Varney had just done an interview where he talked about, um, you know, now that the Prospect Park suit is done and they can bring in all my children and one one life to live, he said he was going to bring characters over where it made sense. And then there's mm-hmm. Hillary B. Smith in what I thought was a, a very effective cameo, you know, there, coming thought, in. Yep, I did read that. She was the first that – that they notified to bring over. Right, and and she came over that. as her character, which mm-hmm. was was great, and and it was very relevant. And you know, of course, it was just a short arc, but she's great, and it was relevant, and it, it wove into the storyline. And it was just like Nathan Varney said, "We're going to bring him over when it makes sense." Great, and then Jennifer Bassey came over as somebody else as a throwaway role and a throwaway plot. That didn't make sense to me, but at the same time, I was glad to see her. It's always nice, 
and I do I do like what he said. He said when they do bring people in, because one of the big complaints about General Hospital is they are they're like a also out a really outdated reference a Cecil B. DeMille film that has literally a cast of thousands. You know, one of those mega pictures from the 1940s yeah. where they had 8,000 extras. Yeah, General Hospital has a cast that feels like that sometimes. So when he said okay, he would bring more older. people in, people were like, no, boo, hiss. But he did say, no, we're talking guest arcs in and out. And it looks like Jennifer yeah. it was probably done as of today. Um, you know, she had one meeting with Amy and Nathan and the book deal. Maybe she'll come back for the book launch if it happens. Who knows? That's it for her to know? That was it? Just yesterday yeah. and today? Yeah, that's oh, wow. it. She was the, the literary editor. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like this. It wasn't even an arc. It was, you know, like a cameo. It was like a cameo other than she wasn't playing herself. And it was, you know, and I th- I do think people were really excited thinking, oh, is she going to be Marianne? It's like, no, nah, she's this random person. And there's a new guy on set um, right now who's playing this mobster Garvey who seems to be yeah. – fabricated and his history doesn't exist um and eddie davenport just left general hospital he had a handful of episodes as costa Filipos. he was helena oh. henchman that was beating jason on the island and of course we know that whole scene violated his past history and gene passanante started a war a, a fan war on twitter when a fan said but he wasn't ever on the island and she said how do you know and then people started sending her yeah remember video that. footage yeah saying, we know because we know the show. Why don't you? Um, <laughs> but the, the interesting thing, it came out that he was brainwashed too, and so Jason just let the police take him instead of killing him. But the interesting thing I read was that, that that final scene he had with Billy Miller on the roof where Billy and Eddie were grappling and going to town, um, Billy accidentally broke Eddie's nose is what I heard. Um, oh, no. Yeah, so, but, I mean, how many people get to say, hey, you know, Billy Miller broke my nose? Um, I don't know. Billy, Billy's a boxer. He, um, that's what he does. He, I don't, if I can diverge into a little bit of Billy history, because Billy's not on any social media, and he says, I love the fans, no. but I won't do it. So his, his history is, is really interesting. He spent a lot of, he was really passionate when they did the, the Shriners Hospitals for Children story because he spent time there in texas as a child there's something wrong with his ankles like he i can't remember off the top of my head i don't keep medical information at the top of my head about actors but there was something wrong with his ankles and he never could run and do stuff like that right and he spent time at the hospital and he had to have stuff done i think he said he had to wear leg braces but um so he boxes because he can't run and do stuff like that. And so he's an avid boxer, as are many, many of the the guys on the GH set, Maurice Bernard, um, uh, Brian Craig is a big boxer. Right. So it's just kind of interesting that to, to do a scene, you know, with someone like Billy who does box every day, and it's like, crack, there goes my nose. So, um, but Eddie, Eddie was good. You know, his run wasn't big, and he's gone. Uh, that was that was a quick one too. Yeah, and then the other kind of comings and goings that are officially back on set uh, as of the end of last week, I believe. Roger Howarth is back as Franco. So Roger we'll is back. Him. Roger is back. We'll see him in about four weeks. So like the last, you know third or fourth week of July, he he had a gap. They wrote him out because of the contract negotiations. 
uh, Nathan did talk about that. Um, he was on, he was on a podcast, and I listened to it, and he talked about it, and he said they were really glad, but they had to write him out to protect them. But what's funny is they didn't really write him out; they just are ignoring the fact that he's not there. So, <laughs> like, yeah. like he and just went to work. You and had to. Since he, you have to pr- cover yourself. Exactly, just in case he doesn't come back. But, it, yeah, they would have to say, oh, I don't know, he fell off the pier. Um, last we saw yeah. he was working no. as a, a parking attendant in the general hospital garage, so I have to assume he got locked in a maintenance shed or something. And But he's back, so Frizz fans, you know, prepare to be thrilled. The third or fourth yeah. week of July, Kristen Storms is also back on set after her several months break, and her scenes will – she started back a, 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 within a, a few days, around the same time as Roger Howarth, and so she may her return might coincide with her six month anniversary with uh, with Maxie and Nathan. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if they do a shout out. And the big one that people have been talking about has been in all the groups. Everybody is so scared that James Patrick Stewart is gone, that Valentine is gone. Uh, James is, he is gone? back on set. No, no, no. James is back on set. Um, the If you watch the General Hospital social media account, um, James is back on set, and at Valentine, he was filming at the little outdoor park they like to use with uh, Nancy Lee Grand. So we're going to have, you know, half Cassidine sibling scenes. So, uh, I you know, I think that ties back. Obviously, he he said in an interview that he was brought in for a handful of episodes back when we saw him on the island back in Greece, and he had the silly mustache and was pretending right. to be the yeah. fisherman. And then, you know, we saw the tattoo, which I've never seen again. Um, and then people loved him because we've been waiting on Valentine Cassidine forever because he was supposed yeah. to come on, he was cast, and then I think the writers tried and something happened. And then nothing, yeah. And so nothing. when I heard Valentine, I was like, yay. And then James Patrick Stewart is amazing. I loved him. He's done a ton of stuff, but I particularly loved him on Supernatural. He played this character, Leviathan, who I think he ate people. He was he was charming and terrifying, mm. kind of like, you know, Valentine is supposed to be. So everybody, I, I've just seen posts in the groups, is Valentine really gone? Is he gone? And no, he's not. He's... He's got the deal where the the evil twin – see, that's the other – all my children, I forgot. The other crossover yeah. with Alex Devane Merrick, which was frustrating, I think, for a lot of fans to see her cast as a villain because she wasn't. And, and General Hospital's social media yeah. account even tweeted calling her villainous, and, boy, they got piled on about that because, you know, I didn't – you know, like I said, I didn't watch all my children, but I did go back and I watched footage and I looked at when Fanola was over there and she saved Anna's life and, you know, they're they're close and she moved off and was living somewhere with her doctor husband who apparently is gone and now she's evil and is running a clinic where you can put people in comas and leave them there. So it was very strange. Um but her it was her in and out plot. Huh? It was new to me. It was new to yeah. me because I I didn't get to see that part. I never got to see that part of Alex before. Yeah. So Alex is yeah. new. I've heard of heard about it. Yeah, she was never I evil. There never... wasn't in the Alex and Anna, you know, twin saga over on All My Children. 
Alex did at one point try to kill Anna, but that was because uh, their mother, interestingly, Charlotte, because it's funny now they have Valentine's daughter named Charlotte, and then that mm-hmm. prompted some speculation. She had brainwashed Alex to train her to kill Anna, and then they had another sibling that ended up dead. But Alex, once she broke free of her mother's mind control, and and who actually, and Charlotte Devane turned out not to even be her mother. She was like her aunt or her second cousin or her third uncle. I don't know. But uh, something like that. So she wasn't evil. She had been brainwashed, and then she got got that all cleared up like you do, you know. So it was frustrating, I think, for all my children fans. I, I could see it on social media, and I talked to some fans that really watched it. That They brought this great character over and didn't and twisted her history around, and I think that's a big issue that some of the fans have with Jean and Shelley is the twisting of history. And then they went to All My Children and twisted history there. And I think it was Jean or Shelley, I can't remember, I think Jean actually – created the character of, of Alex over there, so she definitely knows the history. But then, you know, decided to twist it for plot purposes so over we, on General Hospital. Can we uh, can we at least call Alex misunderstood? Misunderstood, misunderstood. Yeah, it's, it's – that being said – Aside from the fact, you know, I didn't, I didn't watch all my children, so I wasn't married to any mentally, you know, I had nothing, no expectations of her other than, you know, what I'd read on, on the wiki because I went to look. Because right. immediately it was, like, kind of obvious that Anna's not herself. It's literally someone else. And what I did think was interesting is that they didn't ever tell any of the other actors on General Hospital that she was playing yeah. Alex. So... You know, I'm sure they were wondering, like, what's wrong? You know, is it another brain tumor or whatever? But uh, she did a great job. Finola was great, and I really liked, you know, the chemistry and everything. Um, so, I, you know, it, but she seems to be gone for now. I don't, I don't know if we're going to see Alex back again. Uh, another, can, can we bounce you back got another to one beautiful? Uh, well, this is. I want to bounce back to Bold and the Beautiful for just a second. Go ahead. Um, with a little, a little piece of, of casting, Lindsay Godfrey is coming back as Carolyn Spencer, and it was interesting because she. There was rumors that she was coming back, and then Lindsay came out on social media and said, "I'm not coming back." And then literally three weeks later, it was announced she's coming back. When she said that, she didn't know she was, and then she got a call. Um, from the showrunners and you know they said we want to bring Carolyn back and so there's been a lot of speculation about she's coming back and you know the, the new couple Sally and Thomas are going to break up this and that Carolyn I understand from a, a recent interview that she did I can't remember where she did it but um, maybe it might have even been one of the soap magazines but she said she's coming back for like three episodes That's so it. for anyone to to pin any hopes on Carolyn getting back with Ridge or, you know, doing something with Thomas is three episodes. You know, maybe she's going to bring the baby. Maybe she's going to drop the baby off. Maybe, I don't know, maybe she just wants to come say hi to Sheila. Uh, and, and it's funny yeah, because funny. that was, with all the spoilers about a fan favorite is coming, and then that casting announcement came. And I, I think, I think, my theory, that I Bradley think. Bell – brought her in so that huh he was teasing well, us because he's bringing every everybody he's bringing back, back Sheila. 
Yeah, and Deacon. Yeah. And I think I think the Lindsay Godfrey news was for people like, oh, okay, that's the fan favorite. You know, whether she was your favorite or not, you know, it's like, okay, that's the fan favorite. I think she was a red herring. Um, we still haven't seen her yet. And I haven't seen any pictures of her. I think I did see one picture of her over on the set. So, you know, maybe she'll be there for an episode. Maybe she's bringing the baby to see Thomas. Who knows? But, yeah, she was definitely, I think, a red herring so that people were looking at her and not paying attention. It was like Bradley Bell's sleight of hand. Like, don't look at the person behind the curtain because that's where he was hiding Kimberlyn Brown. So they they, they did. They, they surprised fans. I mean, I was uh, – when I was watching that, I, I think I was on Twitter Live, and Twitter just blew up. You know, it was like Kimberlyn. So. And I don't know if she's is she on social media. Kimberlyn. Uh, she has a Twitter account. I'm not sure exactly. I'm I'm glancing now actually. Um, how she has a verified account. Um, she. She did post stuff, the, the interviews about her once once it was confirmed that she was coming. She's reposted interviews, um, but she doesn't seem to be one of those social media junkies. You know, her stuff pretty much really picked up. She fishes. Her her account's kind of fun because apparently she fishes, and there's pictures of her with this giant fish at a bass tournament. Um, but for the most part, she's, you know, she's a casual couple of, you know, three, four tweets a month, not somebody who's just, you know, right there. But she does seem to be responding to fans um, that have been welcoming her back, and she's been sharing the interviews that she gave about the return. So that's nice. That's nice. It's going to be an an interesting year. I I think it's going to – I'm excited, you know, there's so many possibilities for for what can happen, and so much they can do with her. Because right now, I, I I'm taking her her word that she's reformed, but we all know it's Sheila. You know, she Sheila. she's not going to stay good. I'd like uh, to if see she her die. Everybody think... would be disappointed. I'm sorry. I'd like to see. I'd like to see her try, but it's right. going to be well, hard. So many. Yeah, I mean, she she's... seemed. Like she wants to try. Yeah. And, you know, poor Eric, he he always wants to, to think the best of everyone. But at the same time, he loves bad girls. So, yeah, he, you know. He's proven that. He, I mean, because Stephanie was a spitfire, and then Sheila and Quinn, I mean, for him to just go. Lauren. Yeah, Lauren. He does love his bad girls, and I, which is nice because it's very yin yang. Because you know, Eric is—he's the perennial sweetie. What I am really glad about with Sheila coming in is uh, there was also in the interview with Bradley Bell, he said that Katie is bowing out of that situation, and which is good. Which is good because there was there was a lot of talk about her getting with Eric and. You know, and I know they they play with ages and things on shows, but he is literally her father's age and just a lot of things, even though he was married to her sister. Everyone's been married to her sister. I don't know if that counts. But uh, it, it it was a weird pairing, the idea of it, because she does seem to have a fatherly, fatherly, daughterly vibe to their interactions. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that that 
that's going to be gone, and she is going to take a step back um, out of that, and so it's going to be Quinn and Sheila and Eric, which is a much better triangle and has so much more possibility. I know. Sheila's going to make Quinn look like Betty Crocker. She is because really, I mean, even given all the other, you know, the stuff with with the spectras and the wildness that Stephanie got into with other people, Quinn was Quinn is pretty pretty bad. I mean, the stuff that she's done, kidnapping her son's brother, and then you know they wound up, you know, having all the cabin nookie, and that was really bothering people. Um, right. Scott Clifton thought it was a great plot. Scott Clifton loved it. He thought it was a great plot. They were having fun that was with it. That's work. Yeah, he did great work, and he, he fell in he love with her. And she it. fell in love with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I have to say, I was definitely tuning in to watch to see what Quinn was going to do next with Liam, and you know. Uh, so, but that was, you know, I think especially after she had tried to stab him and all the all the different times she's done terrible things to him and then to wind up in his bed. That was great. And so I think there's – what will be interesting is with this dynamic with Sheila is that Quinn is not going to be the, ba- the baddest person in the room anymore because Sheila has done, you know, so much worse. And Sheila so much- has the capacity – I mean, Sheila's, Sheila's nuclear when Quinn is like a hand grenade. That's the difference to me. Yeah, if I was gonna, that's right. You know, put it put it in terms of explosives and. Yeah. I can't wait. What what I also liked that Brad Bell said was that it's going to be a slow arc because he's got her for a year, so she's not going to. He said she's not going to turn around next week and you know do something to Quinn. She's going to struggle, and Sheila's going to try to be good, and then she's going to finally. He said she's going to figure out that. Quinn isn't all she's cracked up to be because Sheila doesn't know Quinn. All she knows is what Eric is going to tell her about Quinn, and then she's going to start hearing things. And so once Sheila figures out that Quinn isn't all she's cracked up to be, then I think Sheila's going to be like, well, you know, this is my theory, but my thought inside the mind of a villain is, well, he's with someone who's not so great. Why can't he be with me instead? You know? Right. So, and, you know, eventually the whole thing with Ridge is going to come out and, so that sad I do, Yeah, it is. It's weird and what's funny is I Thorsten K I think is a great actor because any actor that makes me hate their character passionately to me is, is a great a actor. Yeah, and he just he bosses people around and he's very high handed and he's just a total tool and I just want to smack him. And so so as annoyed as I get with his character, I think, gosh, Thorsten's doing such a good job. But somehow along the way, he's been, you know, knocked down about eight notches after he lost Brooke and the whole smooching with Quinn thing came out that I I like him so much better now. And I really do want him with, with Quinn. You do want Ridge with Quinn? I want Quidge to happen. Um, and I see on social media people are divided, and I, the one thing I don't want is I don't want to see Eric hurt because Eric yeah. is so sweet and he doesn't deserve that. But I think we can all see it's going to happen, you know, like it's, it or not. I don't see how – she told him last week she loved him. Um, you know, she dropped the L-bomb, and he didn't go running. 
And part yeah. of their chemistry, their amazing chemistry, I think, is is that dislike they have for each other at a core level. Yeah. So I, you know, and and they they have great chemistry, and you know, when they ended up on his bed, it was like wow. And they've been doing a great slow burn with her and Ridge. You know, I don't think they're gonna get naked anytime soon. You know, because Quinn, and that's the the neat thing about bringing in Sheila. Sheila wants to be better. Quinn wants to be better. Oh, um, it's a race. It's a race, and they're both they're both inevitably going to fail. I mean, we have. It, it's so funny because I, I see these these the, the comments on social media with in, and in soap groups on Facebook, and people are like, "Why can't they just let a couple be happy?" And my answer is, "It's a soap opera. If they were happily yeah. ever after, you wouldn't keep tuning in. You wow. keep tuning in to see them." cheat and break hearts and get pregnant when they shouldn't and, you know, and do terrible things. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you you don't, the idea, you want them to be happy for a minute. You know, I think Bill and Brooke are going to be happy for a minute, um, and that's fine, but I would not tune in every day if everybody on my soaps was happily coupled up and they weren't, you know, screwing somebody over. Why would you? You know. <laughs> so I think you know with. I think with the girls, with Sheila and Quinn, it is going to be that they both want to be good, and they're both inevitably going to fail, and mm-hmm. it's going to be brilliant when they do. So, you know, but I, I do think yeah. that they're they're taking it slow. That's a good thing because you don't want to rush. No, and and they don't have to, and that was the nice thing when basically that that I took comfort in because immediately as soon as it was like Sheila Carter's back, and then the rumor mill started with some sites immediately. She's going to Young and the Restless, and you know you have to think for a minute. You have to pause and go, Is she? Did she just pop up here and she's going to go to Genoa City? But I, I felt like Bradley Bell dispelled that pretty neatly when he said that he's got a slow, long arc, and he kind of he kind of made it clear that he didn't really like what they were doing with Sheila in Genoa City, and I don't think he's going to let her go. And I don't, th- and I think when they get that bump from the ratings, that I really think we're going to see that you said, David, is that he's not going to want to let her go, even if he initially no. thought, well, maybe I can share her. Maybe so they can I think. Share. I, I think they should they should keep their toys. I think they should keep their Sheila. There's plenty, there's <laughs> everyone, plenty of people uh, in Genoa City. They don't need Sheila. Sheila. You know, if, if apparently, you know, any moment Adam's going to crawl out of the grave over there, they don't need Sheila. Chloe just got resurrected. They got plenty of people back from the dead. They don't need her. Um, so I really do hope, and I, and I think that my impression, like I said from his interview, was that they're going to keep her and they're going to move things along nice and slow. And uh, and that's going to be good. Back over on Young yeah. and the Restless, I'm enjoying, in in terms of their casting, I'm enjoying Max Shippey as Graham. I am too. And we, the big reveal this week, his last name, Bloodworth, you know, Ashley finally got it out of him. And it's like, why didn't you ask him his last name the right. first time you met him? But, okay. Um and you know he made the phone call and he's talking about her will and but i you know i had been under the impression that he was sleeping with dina and he's not so that's nice um i think hmm, he's doing but, a really good job 
Yeah. But, do, but how is he contract or recurring? I as my understanding right now is he's recurring. He's not contract. This is this is an arc. Uh, I don't Marla Adams. I don't know how long she's staying as Dina. Um, I think, you know, when she dropped in, people were thinking it was going to be another in and out for her, and she's putting down roots. But at the same time, I think we can all see that there's a health issue. So, you know, Dina is. It's more of a health issue with. Well, not not with the character, yeah, because her memory's slippery and there's stuff going on. So, yeah, I I get the feeling they have brought her back to die, you know, which is terrible. That always depresses me about older actors when they cast them on something. Hey, we want you to come over here and die, and it's like sad. But um, she's not at her peak health, you know, and she's tying up loose ends with her family. Um, Marla Adams is killing it every day. Oh, I think she's so great. And you know what um, I just loved? I, I I just loved her scene with Melissa Ordway. I oh, think that was so yeah. welcoming. That was such yeah. a welcoming performance. Yeah. They, she and Melissa time. Ordway are playing very nicely off each other. And it was nice to see her, uh, to see Marla doing scenes with Eric Braden, you know, because they're contemporaries, and um, I I thought those were nice. I'd like to see more of those. I don't, you know, I don't know if we will, Um, but I I think that, yeah, I don't know how long she's going to be on for. I haven't seen anything specifically, but I think that Max Shippey, I I feel like the way things are going, that he's not going to be there for Marla Adams' entire arc. You know, I think that the uh, the Abbott siblings are going to figure out his game and boot him out of Genoa City at some point. Oh, I think um, they're going to be very. I think they're going to be very interested in who he really is. Right, and there's been some talk about if he is somebody who's related. I've seen crazy stuff that he's like a sibling they don't know, and it's like, but yeah, you can dismiss that out of hand when when. Dina gives a jealous look at him touching Ashley's hand. It's like that's not a sibling. That's not someone that she views that, that is her child or that she views in in any kind of maternal aspect. You know? So I think I, I truly don't think that Graham has been written as some secret part of her past. I think he's someone who has glommed onto her and saw her as a piggy bank and you know, we'll see. Yeah, he has no business background. Right, yeah, he's just kind of random, but he's awfully cute. He's awfully cute. Uh, I, I like a silver fox. He is, you know, prematurely gray and, and let it go. I love when actors do that. Uh, Rick Hurst from General Hospital, he's let his go silver, and that's just my, that's my jam personally. I just think it's so cute. So I do like Max. He's he's really he's cute, and uh, Marla Adams is is acting her face off. I think she's doing great. Uh, Laura Allen seems to be sticking around as Juliet Helton, and people aren't happy down. about that. Um, I, mean, I, I I gotta give the newbies some credit, you know. I mean, the older ones are coming around, and you need some new blood. You do, and. Yeah, I agree. And the very fact I think that people hate her means she's doing a good job in a way because her acting is is 
is great. Um, she's she's a good foil. Daniel Goddard. Everybody hates him right now. Um, which I applaud because that you know he's doing a good job. Everybody's so mad at Kane, um, and they think he's channeling. I feel so bad for because I oh. I saw this I saw this more as a battle with himself than anyone else. And he for me he, he is he's channeling he Colin. He's channeling yeah, Colin. I mean, he, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, and and you know, Tristan Rogers is back um, and next week, and uh, yeah, I mean, because yeah. his dad is, you know, Colin's a dirtbag, uh, and so yeah. th- those that those are the genes that populate Kane. So half of him, anyway, well, you know. Such a good guy, though. I mean, I the thing yeah. is, I think I think Sally. I'm not sure looked up, but he never cheats. Kane never and cheats. That, and that's what people and that's what people people are certain, real passionately certain that he didn't this time, that he he got he got drunk and he shouldn't have and he passed out and he undressed. But I've I've seen so many debates about no, he was too drunk for anything to happen and they've been discussing biology and I'm like, oh, I don't want to have the anatomy lesson, but yeah, maybe. Who knows? I don't Because he has been I having don't. flashbacks. Yeah. So, he, and you he know, real, remembers being there, but he doesn't yeah. know if he did anything. And he remembers kissing her, and then there was just, and then the walk of shame. So, people maintain he didn't. And you know, at his core, he's not a cheater. His wife is, but he's not. You know, yeah. she has several times, but yeah. uh, you know, the, and I don't. You probably saw the news, just as as one other Young and the Restless thing that. Um, that the a- the actress who plays Esther lost her husband, Kate Linder. Yeah. yeah. Lost her husband. It seemed to have been she. She tweeted a message. Um, Tristan Rogers was the one who al- alerted the soap community that that she had lost her husband. Um, and she did finally tweet today, and she said he he died Monday night. Um, she tweeted, to the world, Ron was an author, educator, and innovator, but to me, he was the love of my life and will forever be missed. And then um, she also shared another one where she said, it's with a heavy heart that I share with you that my dear husband Ron passed away Monday night. And so far, there haven't been, you know, any details, but it's it's really sad. And I, I did write an article about it yesterday just with some information about about them, they have a really sweet love story. Um, she graduated from college, but was doing some work at the university, and and he was a professor there. And they met at the university activities building, and a year later, they were married on Valentine's Day. Six years later, she had a tiny part on Young and the Restless as Esther. She didn't even have a last name, and they right. loved her. You know, and then when when they were going to flesh out her character and give her and give her last name, she said Valentine because that was when she got married to Ron, and uh, and she said it turned out to be a lot of good luck that she named her Valentine because she's been on the show thirty five plus years. Yeah, thirty five um, years. Yeah, their love story is really sweet. Kate Kate seems so down to earth. You know, she still works as a flight attendant in in the first class. At an airline, she's never quit her other job, which is so funny. 
Um, and she does so much charity work, and her husband was so supportive. And it's just, it's it's sad. It's sad. Um, they seem like they were just deeply in love. And they've been married 41 years. 41 years. 41 years. Valentine's Day, 1976 was when they got married. 76. So they had their anniversary. And wasn't it just after Father's Day? Uh, yeah, he passed away. Father's Day was Sunday. He passed away Monday night. They did not have, as from my understanding, they did not have children together. He had children from a prior marriage, and she was a devoted stepmother. And um, and they had this, you know, rich, full life together. And she did a lot of charity work. His brother was diagnosed with uh, ALS, with Lou Gehrig's disease, years ago, and that's why she got involved as the ALS celebrity spokesperson. And she does. She's really tireless in humanitarian stuff. She works with with homeless charities there in L.A. and AIDS charities and with the ALS Foundation and. Um, and that was all inspired by her by her brother-in-law, her work with ALS. And then, you know, she lost her husband. So it's very sad, very sad. Yeah, it is. It's so... It's... It's, it's something, you know, that makes you sit back and take notice of everything and be Definitely. grateful for what you have. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that that's one of those where you, you know, you read that, and I went and I hugged my husband. It was just, you know, it brought tears to my eyes, and it's just, you know, because uh, he was young. You know, I mean, in his mid-70s, but that's young these days. So, you know, 70s and new 50 and all that. Yeah, it is. Yep. So that, that's so what a bad note. I'm sorry. So, uh, that's okay. I had that on my notes, too. Okay, yeah, because it was just like, <laughs> oh, let's just bring yeah. everything crashing down with with sad news. Everything. But, um, everything. Um, you know, the, the good is. news for me this week is is the uh, we're on we're on baby watch over at General Hospital. Emma Ryland is about to pop, um, and it's hilarious. You know that the the, the GH hasn't written her pregnancy in. Which I'm glad they didn't because Lulu legit can't have kids because when you're cryogenically frozen by your, your stalker older lover yep. who also had a child with your mother, of course you're going to expect you're going to come out yep. of that infertile. So uh, people were all up in the air about her pink nurse's ball dress to hide the baby, oh, and she she posted that cute picture on social media where she had Kelly Monaco hidden under her skirts because <laughs> the dress oh. was gigantic. <laughs> To me, it looks like those. My grandmother had one of these. It was the crocheted toilet paper cover that has a Barbie doll shoved down in the middle of the roll of toilet paper. That's that's yep. what she looked like to me. I can see. And <laughs> and then after that, I think they got. I don't know if they got so yeah. much criticism or they just got tired. They they've even quit trying to hide it. They're just putting her in, you know, loose tops. And they're like, we're just going to pretend she she got into the Oreos and got a little fat, and it's fine. Emma is not supposed to be taking a maternity leave. Uh, General Hospital is going dark for two weeks in July that they do annually, and it's supposedly going to – they're they're doing their usual two weeks of summer going dark, and she's trying real hard to align her her delivery, you know, to then. She's on baby watch. Uh, She's looks like she's going to pop. She had a real cute shirt on the other day that said, you're kicking me, Smalls, and a – 
it was adorable, and she's got everything ready to go. And uh, uh, Kirsten Storms has been over at her house on Baby Watch with her. And she's going to have a girl, mm-hmm. which is nice because she's got two boys. So any that's, time that's happy. Yeah, any time now. And she's hoping, she's planning, hoping and planning right now, you know, that because the baby's due any second and they can, you know, she's obviously shot the scenes that are on right now and she's not planning to, to step back at all. So she she thinks it's going to be pretty seamless. I mean, I'm sure they'll ease up on her, her plot a little bit. Um can we talk casting and exit rumors for a second? Go ahead. Yep, that's what if we're here we can, for. If we can go there, there have been a handful, and I, I've written about some of them. I, I saw some source stuff early on, and I, I wrote about them. And it's funny that they picked up so much momentum that even the sites that generally don't speculate, I speculate, but I say, this could happen, this might be happening, this is a rumor that has emerged. And I, I'm very clear, I don't say this is happening when I write, unless I know it's happening. Um, but there, one woman, one soap tweeter, who seems to have good inside information, I, I've looked back at her history and all, who seems to have a pretty good track record of knowing stuff. You know, she's got, I don't know, she has a second cousin working in the, the makeup department over there or whatever. She says Rebecca Budig is leaving. I heard um, rumor to that effect myself. And she, you know, she Rebecca was brought in for a very short arc to do the the arc with Tyler Christopher, and then when they shot her and threw her in the coma, they were going to leave her there. But people loved her because she's adorable so and she was green. Yeah, she got yeah. So she's got like, I think her contract's supposed to go through 2019, but. General Hospital is also really good. I don't know how you know how the if the other. I think the other soaps are pretty flexible like this because Justin Hartley wanted to go. They let him go at Young and the Restless. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if she wants to go, they're going to let her go. Um, so, but it continues to be to be a question. And you know, she's in this plot right now. But a lot of fans feel like they haven't properly served the character because they made her a Weber, but then. None of the other Webbers have ever shown back up, and it's just her and Liz, and they don't necessarily like each other that much. Um, and then, you know, Ron Carlovati basically killed off Michael Easton, and then fans raged, and they brought Michael Easton back, and now he's, you know, Rebecca Buddick's primary scene partner, and they have a fun relationship. But then there's another rumor, rumor from a, uh, you know, a semi-credible source that Michael might be leaving. Yeah. So, I... and the the Rebecca source says, no, he's not leaving. And then, so it's, you know, who knows? We won't know until they actually leave. We won't know. But we do know. We won't we know. Do, someone, someone is coming, though. Yeah. That I'm very excited about because I got to see him. I didn't say. And it's Jimmy DePiva. Yes. Yes. Uh, and speculation is rife. You know, the... Uh, a lot of people, me included, were hoping he was Jeff Weber. That's uh, me. Was, I'm hoping he it was too. at the hospital. He was at the hospital, yeah. and he looked like he was near a chart. And Hayden is pregnant, and I still feel like there's going to be some pregnancy complications because of Blackwood syndrome and Zika Nestrol that they were both taking to save their lives around the time they got pregnant because they hadn't had, right. yeah, they hadn't slept together in a while, mm-hmm. so. When you when you trace the timeline back, 
there was disease and drug stuff going on, you know. Um, so, so there has been talk. I mean, I oh, I hope he's Jeff Weber. I passionately hope he's Jeff Weber, because you know MacGyver's not going to come back and reprise his role. They're not going to get Richard Dean no. Anderson to come back. Um, and a lot of people were like, oh, he, you know. He's too young to play that part, and it's like, no, no, there's an eight-year difference between him and Richard Dean Anderson. He's plenty old enough because, you know, yeah, Rebecca but yeah, Rebecca Buttig and Hurst are both. right? Yeah, and Rebecca Buttig and Hurst are both, you know, early, 40, early 40s, but they're playing, you know, seven years they're younger. Playing. Yeah, because they both look great. Yeah. They're playing younger. So it's it's a perfect age gap. If he was Jay, you know, if he was Jeff Weber, that would be exciting. If they brought him in to be some random dude to help Ava regrow her crusty skin, I'm going to be real disappointed. You know, mm-hmm. that's the other thing that's kind of been consuming some people on social media: is Mara West leaving? Is Mara West leaving? I haven't seen I... anything about Mara West leaving, and no. she's phenomenal and. I, I've tweeted this a couple of times. I said, with literally, with half her body tied behind her back, she is acting her face off. She's phenomenal. She's so great. She's another one of those that you love to hate or hate to love. And I love this storyline that she's a crispy critter, and Griffin's in there praying over her. And um, you know, I, I don't think she's. I don't see that she's going anywhere. You know, I think they they wrote a big story for her, and I think she's she's going to stick around. Yeah. She's sticking around, but yeah, there's definitely. one rumor. There's one thing I found, and it's only rumor because we have to see if we can verify it. I like it, but I'm not sure on the age difference with them. But they said that Griffin's next love interest is going to be Serena Baldwin. Yes, there. There's been. I don't know how true that is, but I just yeah, said that. Th- well, the truth, as far as as I've seen on the the spoilers for summer, is that Matt Cohen is finally we're going to get to see him undressed for something other than gratuitous shower and jogging scenes, uh, which I appreciate. Um, but General Hospital hasn't yeah. had enough romance lately, so that's what they have to do to give us our beefcake because there's not been a lot of making love. I mean, there's not been a lot of romance, you know, lately. Um, but Griffin. What does what uh, Franco call him? Handsome, handsome father man of God is finally going to mm-hmm. get a love interest. And the the two schools of thought. There's the Serena Baldwin rumor, and the same the same source that says that Rebecca Budig is going says Serena Baldwin is coming for a short arc. Uh, and Scott Baldwin's you know potentially facing some legal troubles. There was rumors, uh, probably. Six or seven months ago, the Serena Baldwin rumors started a while back, and I think that the storyline got scrapped because of things happening. But when when Doc first started dating Laura, there was the whole thing where Lucy Coe, you know, Lynn Herring wanted to break mm-hmm. them up, and supposedly she was going to call Serena and bring Serena in as a reinforcement to plot against them as a couple, to break them up, but then the storyline was supposed to be that Serena was just going to love Laura and think that he was so great for Kevin that she wasn't going to do, you know, what her mom wanted. Uh, And then that went dead, and that plot line seemed to have maybe been 
proposed or even drafted, who knows, and then it fell by the wayside, and then the Serena Baldwin talk is coming up again with Carly Schroeder in the part, who we haven't seen, you know, in a while. Um, 20 years. Yeah. Uh, you know, for me, just, you know, for me, bringing her in just for no reason is kind of gratuitous. I don't know that General Hospital necessarily needs her. Um, but Griffin desperately needs a girlfriend. And I Griffin's still hope. Love. That, yeah, he does. And I, I'm still cheerleading that, that he might fall for Ava that it might be the Florence and Nightingale syndrome. Every, yeah, there's, there's people are back and forth. They love the idea of Grava, you know, as a smush name. Yeah. Love, love or hate it. There's an age difference there. But, you know, to be fair, uh, Ava was with Morgan before, and Griffin's a lot older than Morgan. So, you Griffin's know. Griffin's a lot older. He I is. Matt, you know, he's, I'm not sure. I think Matt, Matt isn't quite 40. Matt is himself. early... 30s. Matt is early he's 30s. Early 30s. He's early 30s. I'm going to even Google it while we're talking. Um, yes. Matt is another alumni of Supernatural, which is one of my right. shows that I love. I have a, a secret vampire and supernatural addiction. Um, he is. He's 34. So he's and he's 34. Uh, he looks younger. He's such a nice More looking 22. man. Yeah, so, I mean, and she's, yeah, she's mid-40s, and she looks great. She looks she looks younger. She looks phenomenal. Um, I, I would personally cheerlead Ava and Griffin because he's probably one of the best and nicest people in Port Charles, and she's probably, yeah. you know, one of the worst. <laughs> Even though I, I love Ava, I love the part, I don't ever want her to leave, but she is honestly bad. I don't think she's any worse than... People will yell, but I really don't think she's any worse than Sonny or anybody else that, in their line of work, no, it's no you know killing people and doing stuff. But um, I loved the idea because I think he could go a long way to redeeming her, and I I think they'd be great together. But the other day when he held her hand and he prayed with her, I I had a tingle where I thought, is he going to be like her spiritual advisor and her guru and see her through this and help her to, to be a better person, but they won't fall in love. I hope it's love. Um, I, love I, I think... He's the most soothing character on that show. He is, and, and he's beautiful. Oh, my gosh, he's beautiful. I just I think he should really not ever leave the locker room so he can always be in a towel and, and slightly moist. <laughs> that, that's just my two cents. Probably a lot of female fans share that, you know. Um, what I... My theory, and again, you know, I theorize because I see things. I believe that there was a promo, the 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 winter romance promo. You remember where there yeah, was Roger Howarth and Rebecca Herbst, and there was him, and there was Matt Cohen, and it it was like, oh, you know, it's going to be a triangle. No triangle ever happened. They did that promo like they were thinking about doing it, and then eh, I don't know. But I think with with Roger Howarth possibly leaving because of his contract negotiations, I think they held off on putting, writing a, a, a love story for Griffin in case they couldn't work out a deal with Roger and Roger left, and then the obvious thing would be to put Liz with Griffin. But now right. that Roger has, has inked and he's back, then I think that we're going to see something different you know, for him. And I, I don't think he's going to factor into the, the Franco-Liz dynamic 
they have enough stuff going on with with whatever's wrong with Sam and you know Jason and all that. I think I think we're in for a lot of fun with our soaps. I think so. I I'm excited think, about summer. Well, um I think we run the gamut for tonight. We did. We 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 covered and, a lot. Yes, we did. And the coming thing going. <laughs> And, yeah, we covered the and, yep. and we did, and let me see, we come back again, I think it's July the 12th. Okay. That's our next show. That sounds great, and there's lots of stuff happening, so I know we'll have a bunch more to talk about then. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad I got a chance to meet you. Oh, me too. I had a, I had a great time. Thank you for having me. If anybody wants to check out my my musings, um, muckrack dot com. You can look me up, Belinda Gates Turner. Uh, if you go to Inquisitor, I'm Belinda GT. I'm on Twitter as Belinda GT, Thanks. and I tweet about soaps and I also share my articles and you know my musings and my thoughts. So I'd I'd love if you uh mm. you know anybody who wants to check me out and ping me on Twitter. Uh, I love to to theorize and talk about what's going on. Well, we'd love to have you. And and for all of you listeners, tomorrow night is Take to Radio Soaps and Review, where we actually, there's about two or three of us that come on, and we go in and out of every soap town that's on the present-day television. We go through Genoa City. We go through Port Charles. We go through... We go through Los Angeles and we go through uh, Salem, and we we um, take we try and take apart each storyline that we can, and we we have a call in, the same number that you called in. It's uh, to call in tomorrow. It's um, one seven one eight five zero six fifteen. 40 and press 1 to come on the air with us and and we'd love to have you I'm I'm hoping we have a show tomorrow so it's tomorrow night same time um yeah and please hey and if you want to call in please do because we we welcome the call-ins Oh yeah, I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to to make some room in my schedule. Any any time that that we any I could spend any time talking about soaps is good time. So. <laughs> so um, and you know where to find me. And you know who I am. Yes. David Silvani on Facebook. There are many of them, but I'm the one. If you see Scott Reeves and Lisa Cicero in the profile, that's me. I'm in the, in the middle, and I'm Take Two Radio Crew, and that's my show. That's my show Twitter, and Side Advocate is my personal. Well, awesome! This so, is a lot of fun. This is, and I look forward to working with you again. You have been oh, so much you. fun. Oh, thank you, thank you, David. I'm, I'm so, thank you for having me on. I had a great time. I loved having you. All right. Well, thanks. Thank you. All right. Good night.
Get connected with Take Two Radio on Facebook or Twitter at Take Two Radio. For email updates on future shows, follow at Blog Talk Radio. For previous episodes, upcoming guests, and more, visit Take2Radio.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.